thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unleashed Faith. Welcome back if you are my faithful listener, and if you are new, I'm so glad you could join me this week. This podcast is intended for any woman who is willing to set aside and allow God to take full control over your life. Although I do have some guy listeners that do join me each week, and that is totally such a blessing to me as well. So continue to join me each week as I share moments of my life and how God is working on me. Allow me to become your mentor, your friend, and your sister in Christ as we live a radical life for Jesus together, learning tools and tips on how we can continue to mature in our faith daily. So if you're ready, grab a pen and your notepad and let's dig in. Hey, hey, girls. Welcome back to this week's episode. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in and joining in. I'm sorry that I sound a little scratchy this week. Uh, The weather has just kicked my butt and I think I just have strep throat. I'm not sure. I went to the doctor today, so I'm just pinning those results. Um, So hopefully it is strep throat and I can be better within a few days with antibiotics. So just be praying for me if you're out there listening. Um, I would greatly appreciate it. I do not like feeling like this. I am pretty much normal other than my throat feeling scratchy and sounding like a man. Uh, Other than that, I think I'm going to be okay. But um, I am so excited for this episode. I am so stoked for moving into the women's series. I know I've said I said that last week, but it is so awesome to just reading some of the stories of the women that um, I've read before, but I've never kind of like got into it as far as diving in and really learning their story, learning their history. And this is really helping me as far as just it's something that I'm doing in my quiet time. And then I'm kind of just flowing it into the podcast, trying to figure out what works for me, get a new routine. Um I do have a couple speaking opportunities coming up, so I'm so excited for that. Thank you all who have been listening and getting my name out there and getting me connected with those people. I'm just praying on it, seeing if that's where God wants me to go or what he wants for me. Um, And I'm just so excited for the ride. I am so excited to just be doing what I love to do, and that's talking about Jesus. Like, how awesome is that? But if you got your Bibles, wherever you are, we're going to be in the book of Judges. It is in the Old Testament. It is a little gruesome, a little savage. Um, I love it. We're going to be in Judges 4 because today we are talking about Deborah and what our purpose has God called us into or what he's going to call us into. Maybe some of us are in our purpose right now and we are just going through the motions and we need to kind of stop and get a reset And we're just going to take a look at Deborah's story here and um, we're going to just go through it. And if anything sticks out to you that I say or that you just want to maybe touch base more on, shoot me an email, shoot me a message on any of my social media platforms. Um, I would love to help you dig further into this story. I would love to help you with your studying or any questions that you have. Um, we did decide, Jerome and I, to go ahead and start doing a live podcast maybe once or twice a month. Um, if you can't catch the live episodes, the uh, audio will be available within the few weeks after the episode is aired on live. Um, so thank you all for doing that. And that could be something that we answer on one of those. I know that we are have been praying on where God wants us to kind of start with that. 
And I think he did an amazing job um, doing the Q&A with me. And I think maybe the next episode is getting to know a little bit more about him. And then maybe our favorite thing that we do as a couple as far as um, building our relationship with Christ. And I do believe that it is important to have a kingdom marriage. I do believe it is. I mean, I'm not saying that everything is perfect because it's not, but uh, with communication and God's word and his covenant over our marriage, we're able to surpass a lot of the statistics that are out there. I mean, we hardly argue if he gets on my nerves, I kind of do my own thing for a day or two or vice versa. (laughs) And we then talk about it and we just get on with it. Um, It's just something that my aunt be always instilled in me, like never go to bed angry, never go to bed without saying I love you because you never know what tomorrow will bring. If it doesn't come, at least you won't have that guilt on you. So I try to my best to live by that motto and be the the best wife that I can be. And he's doing great. God is working on him, as you guys can see who are local and just watching it unfold. But um, all right. So a little bit of squirreling there, obviously, but This week, we're going to be going into the story of Deborah and talking about our purpose, like I said, and her purpose. Uh, You may be asking yourself that question, like, what is my purpose here on this earth? What is God asking of me? Am I doing everything to fulfill the purpose that he's called me into? You know, and today, as we go into Deborah's story, maybe you see yourself in her story one way or another. Um, Just some cool facts about her. She was one of the major judges. She was the only female judge, which I think that in itself is pretty awesome. Um, She was a prophet and was the only judge who was a prophet. So God speaking to her directly and her proclaiming what he spoke to her, that's huge, especially for her to be a woman in that time as well. She was a a woman of vision. Uh, Many men respected her. And that in itself is awesome. And so with Deborah being a judge, we will read in her story in the book of Judges that she was a counselor. She was a mediator for situations that arose. She was a mentor to some. Um, Deborah had an amazing relationship with God. And we'll we'll talk about that as we read through her story. Her mindset was that she wanted to only serve God. And I think that is a huge you know, in itself, her mindset, having that. I think we all need to have that mindset. You know, through the anointing of her life, she had full confidence that when God spoke directly to her, she didn't never second guess. She didn't say, oh, wait, (laughs) I can't do that. No, it's not me. You're not talking to me. You don't want me to do that. You know, and she just acted on it and she shared it when she needed to. And even though she was a well-honored judge, she still kept a humble attitude and not ever wanting to put, you know, herself on a pedestal and always wanting to put God first. That is another great personality trait that I definitely look up to her now, knowing that about her after diving into her story. You know, she's a great example, I think, of great things that when you let God take full control over your life and let him lead and let him take the reins, anything is possible. And her personality also drew people closer to her and people together. And um, I just love that. And I feel like that's kind of like me. People are always saying like, I'm as if they could be as positive as I I can, I am, I'm sorry. But I'm like, I'm only that way because I know God's promises. And I know that 
um, what he has spoke into our lives and over our lives. And as long as I'm doing everything I can to obey his, his word and his commandments, then I know that he's going to take care of me. I know he's going to prosper us where he needs to prosper us and he's going to shield us where he needs to shield us. And that's just because he's our daddy. He's our father. He protects us. And I, I love that about him, you know, and Deborah's story is also going to show us that uh, we need to be open, that we need to be available for God. We need to be available for him to use us at any time. And we need to be available for him to use us for other people as well. So I want to go ahead and get into some scripture. Uh, if you're one of my doodlers, we will be breaking up some of the verses and I will just kind of shortly um, talk about those real quick. So uh, we are going to start in Judges 4 and then we're going to read verses 4 through 10. And I'm reading out of the NIV and it says, Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, was reading Israel was leading Israel at that time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her. I'm sorry. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. She sent for Barak, son of Abimo. Okay, there are some wild words in here. So if I'm saying them incorrectly, I apologize. I have heard it on the Bible apps speaking to me, but I'm just not connecting it. Uh, but if you're following along, you know, you can get what I'm saying. But from Kadesh and Napatil and said to them, the Lord, the God of Israel commands you go take you, take with you 10,000 men of Napatil and Zebulon and lead them up to Mount Tra Tabor. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army with his chariots and his troops to Kishon River. And give him into your hands. Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. And Deborah says, Certainly I will go with you. But because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours. For the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Karak to Kadesh. Then there Barak summoned Zebulon and Napatal. And the 10,000 men went up under his command. Deborah also went up with him. So it kind of makes me think about, in a sense, when I read that, I thought about Ruth, whenever she told Naomi, wherever you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And I kind of thought about that here for a moment, that again, you know, this guy, Barak, is asking Deborah to go with him into battle. And for him to fully trust her, a woman, that is huge. That shows that he respects her. And God chose Deborah to lead Israel. He felt, you know, she was the best person for the job. And you have to think, he chooses all of us in some way or another to lead his people. It may not be into an actual battle, but it could be into a spiritual battle. Um, I spoke to a woman today on the phone about how she is doing a course about spiritual warfare and giving me the opportunity to go and possibly speak. And I'm like, oh, that would be good. I can think about immediately the fiery arrows of the enemy came to my mind. And I thought about, you know, the armor of God and things like that. And I was like, oh, that could be good. But it it's not, you know, leading is not always behind a pulpit or in a teacher of position. It, you know, it can be as simple as in the grocery store. And it's our duty as believers to carry out the great commission. And that is just telling people about God's word. But I do believe 
that there are tougher positions and he chooses certain people whom he knows has the full potential to carry out those purposes over their lives. You know, God wants to use each of us. Verse nine talks about the victor, the victory that will happen from the hands of a woman. It doesn't say the woman's name. It doesn't say if it will be Deborah or someone else. It just says here, and I'll reread it. She says, certainly I will go with you, but because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So I had no idea how powerful verse nine was going to be until I finished this passage. If you have read Judges 4, then you know where I'm going with that. But we're going to continue reading uh, verses 11 through 16 here. And it says, Now Haber, the Canaanite, had left the other Canaanites, the descendants of Hoab, Moses, brother-in-law, and pitched his tent by the great tree of Zananim near Kadesh. When they told Sisera that Barak, son of Obama, oh Lord, forgive me, had gone out to Mount Tabor, Sisera summoned from Harosheth, Hegemon, to the Kishon River, all his men and all his 900 chariots fitted with iron. And it says, verse 14, Then Deborah said to Barak, Go, this is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down to Mate Tabor with 10,000 men following him. At Barak's advance, the Lord routed Sisera and all of his chariots and his army by the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled on foot. Barak pursued the chariots and army as far as Harasheth and all the Sisera's troops fell by the sword. Not a man left. So verse 17, listen to this. Sisera, meanwhile, fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Haber, the Canaanite, because there was no, there was an alliance between Jabin king and Hazor and the family of Haber the Canaanite. So here, Sisera fled like a coward, leaving his men behind. I could see his face with the panic on his face, like, man, I messed up. I overestimated it. And here he goes. He runs and he flees on foot um, to the tent of Jael because he thinks he'll be safe there. Well, let's continue to read and see what happens. So Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, come, my Lord, come right in. Don't be afraid. So he entered her tent and she covered him with a blanket. I am thirsty, he said. Please give me some water. She opened a skin of milk, gave him a drink and covered him up. He says, stand in the doorway of the tent. If somebody comes by and asks you, is there anyone in there? I want you to say no. So here we're going to stop for a minute. JL is showing kindness to Sisera to convince him that since her husband sided with him, she would lie for him. Okay, one, you shouldn't be lying for anybody, no matter what. And she could protect him, or so it may seem. So I want to just keep reading here. Uh, And so we're going to be reading verses 21 through 23, and I'll be finishing chapter 4. And it says, But JL, Haber's wife, picked up a tent peg and a hammer and went quietly to him while he lay fast asleep, exhausted. She drove the peg through the temple, through his temple into the ground and he died. Okay, I'm going to stop right there because I literally read that and I was like, she's a savage. She is a savage trying to think of what episode of Criminal Minds I seen this on. (laughs) And I was just like, man, I had to go back and reread it. And I was like trying to 
like, oh my gosh, like picturing this in my head. And of course, just like it said, that's how I pictured it. She drove the peg through the temple into the ground and he died. So just then Barak came by in pursuit of Sisera and Jael went out to meet him. Come, she said, I will show you the man you're looking for. So he went in with her and there lay Sisera on the tent, pegged through the temple, dead. <laughs> I know it's not funny, but it's funny how it's worded. In the NIV, if you're reading along, it says, so he went in with her and there he lay, Sisera, with a tent peg through his temple, slash dead, just dead. And verse 23 says, on that day, God subdued Jabin king of Canaan before the Israelites. And they, the hand of the Israelites pressed harder and harder against Jabin king of Canaan, Canaan until they destroyed him. So Jael killed Sisera in a savage way, like I said. Just as Deborah had prophesied, you know, the honor of defeating Sisera went to a brave woman. Just like it said in verse 9, the honor will not be yours, but it, for the Lord will deliver Sisera in the hands of a woman. Well, this particular woman happened to be Jael. So all of these things were put into place and happened because of what God first shared with Deborah. He instilled her purpose inside of her from the very beginning of her life. Her purpose was to receive and to carry out God's word. And that is exactly what she did here in the book of Judges. When people came to her for advice or wise counsel, she wouldn't immediately answer. She would wait. She would wait on the Lord to give her direction and give her answers. And then from there, she would relay it over to that person. And that is a tough thing for some of us at times. But if you are that one that has that clear communication, that direct line with the Lord, and when he speaks to you, it is loud and clear. Kudos to you, sister. Um, I have had some of those moments and I know exactly what it feels like when the Lord speaks directly to me. Um, and it just gives me such joy. And if that is you, I buckle up and get ready and just allow him to take full control over your life. Um, but there are some of us that have different purposes instilled inside of us. Mine, for instance, is teaching. And it's not teaching like in public school. Mine is teaching the word of God. And this was not something that I would have thought I would be doing five years ago. Um I'd never even heard of a podcast five years ago, but God had a greater plan. He knew that I would be right here in this moment in February recording uh, with a sore throat and everything, but just being obedient and doing what he's called me to do. And just like Deborah, when he speaks to me, I'm going to jump and obey. And that's something that I encourage you to do with the same attitude. Don't do it with a grumbling heart, as scripture says, do it with a pure and obedient heart. And if you feel that right now, maybe you're just walking into your purpose for the first time, or maybe you are currently walking in your purpose and you're just needing to be refueled, you're needing that confirmation that you're still doing what God has called you to do. I pray for you and I pray that God continues to guide and to provide confirmations that you are doing his will. And what I mean by confirmations is you're getting into prayer and you're asking him to confirm these things for you. And a lot of times he will by showing you things repetitively. He may use someone as a vessel to give you confirmation. It may be something 
that your pastor or someone you're listening to on a podcast just has said. And um, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, like get out of my head. Like I get it. No, those are little tidbits that God is like trying to get your attention. And he's just like, hey girl, hey girl, listen to me. So if you're maybe like that, and like I was a couple years ago, just trying to find out what he wanted me to do, I encourage you, like I said, get into prayer, pray with him to make what he wants you to do to be known, ask him to be loud, ask him to be clear about it, uh, so loud that you can't ignore it. Seek out wise counsel. That's just what scripture says for us to do. Reach out to your accountability partner, your pastor, your mentor. If you have a Bible study teacher, reach out to them. Send me an email if you want. I would love to walk through you know, your journey with you. I would love to help you if you have questions, uh, whatever I can do. I mean, I can jump on. We can figure out how to do a Zoom and get it going, and we can, we can connect, girl. I don't want you to feel like you're in this alone. Ask those people to help you specifically pray in that direction for your purpose. And wherever you're at right now, you may be sitting and just thinking like, man, I know God's been trying to show me this, but I'm just ignoring it. And I just, I don't think I can do it. And when you say I can't, or I don't think I can do it, that is the enemy just trying to control your thoughts. That's the enemy taking, he is renting space right now by you allowing him to consume your thoughts. And that's, you cannot allow the enemy to take rent into your your peace space. And the enemy is probably whispering that you're not good enough, that you're unqualified, that God won't use you because of your past, because you're an addict, you were an addict, that you love men and you love sex and more than you do yourself. Girl, that is so far from the truth. Tell that enemy to get behind you and to watch out. God likes to use, I need you to write this down, God likes to use the ones others people would never have taken a second glance at. God likes to use ones that people would never have taken a second glance at. He wants to use each and every one of us. And when you finally step up into that direction and your purpose and your calling, you will get blessed beyond measures as well as the people around you. The role God may be showing you are about to show you maybe like a role like Deborah. It may be in leadership of some sort. And I want you to think about that. Like, what is a leader to you? What is leadership? Write down what you think that is. Leadership, it is about stepping up and stepping out uh, without fear, without wanting the fame and the recognition Leadership is to influence those around you to do the hard things without worrying about what people will say or, and it's not about also, I just want you to, I really want to push this. Like, it's not about the titles. It's not about getting acknowledged of the position in which you sit in or where you are involved in. It's about doing what you're doing with a pure heart, knowing that you are honoring the father and he is the one that sees all. But like I said earlier, God likes to use women who no one would have ever gave a chance to. And we're going to get more into that and what that means when I go into the story of Rahab next week. Um, I know that she, her story is a little hard for some women to hear, but it's such so beautiful how God still uses her. And I'm excited to go over that. But as always, if you guys have questions, if there's something I said today on the podcast, 
and you want to know more about or you want a different direction or you have questions, email me, shoot me a message on my social media platforms and I would love to get connected with you. But as always, be blessed and stay focused.